0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash star rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
0: Welcome, everybody, back to possibly the Domcast, because I haven't decided if I'm going to make this an actual Domcast episode, which is for the podcast, or if I'm just going to do it as an interview, because I plan on bringing a couple of people on. And today we got a very special guest, your boy b sol Say what's good. What's good, everybody? The <laughs> uh, Best Celtics fan in the land. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking
2: shots out the gate, bro. <laughs> shout straight, fire. The straight fire
0: <laughs> it's something we're going to talk about so that, that, that's good uh that'll that'll happen pretty naturally um but yeah shout out to B saw shout out to uh, keep it a buck podcast i was on yours back in man that time goes quick bro we in february when did we say, do that That this was like was a like three,
2: four months ago bro
0: jesus yeah that was quick and I, I meant to get you on way quicker than this but we here this is long overdue uh two two people that have been on nba youtube probably uh, around the same amount of years i would say i think you and legend popped up around the same time i did um but yeah we're definitely gonna get to the youtube part uh i guess i'm gonna start by asking you how you got into basketball because everybody i bring on you know I, i'm just always interested in people's basketball origin stories because i have mine uh, storyteller had a hilarious one last week i don't know if yours is going to be you know your uncle took you to took you out of church to go see the warriors play because i was fine i don't think anybody can match that yet but let's hear yours maybe it'll match it maybe i'll be wrong um so it was around like
2: 09 that was the first time i was introduced to basketball so i wasn't like one of those dudes that you knew about basketball when i was like three years old um i was back in the philippines and like after school i just saw like a bunch of like fifth graders or whatever Playing basketball in like the the school basketball court, and mind you, this is a private Catholic school, so everyone had like uniforms with slacks and fucking dressing shoes and shit. Right. So I get on, like all the fifth graders go it's just the third graders, and like I don't know, it was it was really just like the first time I ever played basketball. Didn't really get into it, um. But then a couple months later, moved to America and again this is 10 2010 um and this was um the Celtics year Celtics Lakers yeah um and when i moved with my parents we were in massachusetts so it was just the perfect timing you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying I, I moved to america into massachusetts Celtics are rolling Lakers Kobe um but yeah that, that that's pretty much how i got into basketball it was a combination of that moving to Boston or not Boston, but Massachusetts at the right time. Um, And then this was when 2K11 was out and I was getting into YouTube, Chris move. It was a blend of a lot of things. I'm not going to lie, bro. It wasn't just like one moment.
0: Right, oh. right, no, yeah, you can, yeah, you came in at a fire time. This is uh, LeBron just about to leave, basically, so the Heat yeah. hadn't even started yet. This is Kobe, based, you know, still at the top of his powers, pretty much, you know, at the end of him, really. But, uh, yeah, Celtics, Lakers finals. So okay, yeah, that makes sense, and yeah, Celt- you kind of defaulted to the Celtics because you moved there and they were somewhat on top at the time i mean at least at the houston conference somewhat yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah cause we lost us so, oh so that's interesting i i hadn't uh, how how old were you then was, was that in 09 <laughs> Nine. <laughs> nine. Okay. Nine. Yeah, so, oh, so you were even younger than than when I started. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty dope. So you don't feel the the same pain then of the finals loss cuz when Celtics lost to the Lakers, it was, that was just kind of your introduction.
2: Yeah, that was just my introduction, but like I remember during that playoff run my dad would just be like, "Man, you don't even know about the 08 Celtics <laughs> when the big 3 came together." I was like, "Okay, right. let me read up into it." And then I got into the history of, you know, at least the past couple of years. And then I learned about the Celtics Lakers rivalry, and then that just became like the biggest rabbit hole I've ever gotten into. Oh, absolutely. And now here I am. <laughs> like I know more shit about like the 1970s than a 20 year old should ever like right, about the right. NBA. You know right. what I'm saying? Facts,
0: facts. Um,
2: but yeah, that that's how that started. Um, I was honestly more in love with the Eastern Conference playoffs that year than the finals because okay. I remember. Like, I, I, I was hearing all the stories about LeBron and shit because, you know, LeBron's just that big. Um, but then we get into the second round and it's the Celtics versus, you know, there's like a really hyped up dude. And then to see Rondo doing what he did, bro. Facts. The, the The triple doubles, the passes. And this was before like 2017 when triple doubles essentially became normalized. I'm like, yo, this dude has ten points, ten assists, and ten rebounds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, and it was it was
2: just crazy, bro. I remember that one play he had. Um, it was a fast break. LeBron was coming right behind him. Yeah. He faked him up, went behind the back to Tony Allen, bro. I bro, that shit believe. got me
0: off my seat. That's when I knew that series was over. I believe I believe that was the elimination game, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that was Game Six. And it was. I don't remember
2: the it. exact same game, but it was just like those moments where I was like, all right, basketball. Right, this shit's right. cool this shit's
0: cool <laughs> yeah yeah now you you came in at a fire time so that's interesting you said uh your dad was talking about the oa celtics but you really got into basketball from the school you were at so your dad had already had been a fan and you hadn't picked it up from him basically of basketball
2: well he's just he's just like a he works for telecom like engineering um in ah. massachusetts so he just you know he's an immigrant himself he's trying to learn more about the culture and mm. i guess like when i moved here that was just like you know the talking town like kg ray allen paul pierce and honestly they started off as a baseball fan like um my dad and my mom they were fans of the red sox and then i came and we just started watching basketball every day so yeah. if anything i converted my dad to a, a basketball fan as well Right. right. um okay. but yeah
0: that makes sense um so yeah when people get into basketball it's supernatural for them you know people to pick up a, a favorite player who did you pick up around that time then uh when you come in it's like 2009 2010 kobe brauner at the top of the league or did you pick up a favorite player or was it just so was it just boston honestly yeah it was it was mostly
2: the boston thing but when i first came into the league not night jesus christ when i first started watching basketball it was ray allen i ain't gonna lie bro oh, okay. like how how prolific of a shooter he was and just like I don't know, just the way he moved off ball was, like, so cool to me. Like, how fast he he did a catch-and-shoot and, and like, how contested those shots were. That shit was cool as fuck to me. But then I got more into Rondo and how he took over a game without scoring. So, like, Mm -hmm. he was really the first person that really showed me. I'm like, okay, you don't have to just be a pure scorer to contribute to a game. Um, And then, obviously, with Kobe being at the top of his game... You know, um, going on YouTube um, Learning more about Kobe um, How motivational he is His work ethic um, You know, just just the footwork How complicated his footwork was Um, I just fell in love with that side of things as well So when when I say like I'm a Celtics and a Kobe Slash Lakers fan, it's not like (laughs) Me trying to be political It's just because I came into the game 2010 and those two Were, you know, at the top of their game Yeah. Um, But yeah
0: yeah absolutely um people always found that weird how I could be a Celtics fan and uh, back then always be I guess uh defending Kobe protecting Kobe whatever they called it uh or being a fan of and I'm and I'm like even though he played for the Lakers I'm like whatever bro that this is the stuff I was trying in the front yard I'm sure you probably were too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah as far as Kobe you know at some point we all went through the, the Kobe phase and probably didn't get you know didn't get that close but um so okay so you come in around the big three era and you come in as it was ending really because 2010 we lose and even though we had some bright moments it kind of goes nothing but downhill from there how did you yeah. stay engaged because for me i came in around like oh or whatever so i went through that whole thing and then by the time they started to suck again i was just kind of like all right well i'm here now so this is my squad how did you uh stay engaged with boston when we sent everybody away hell that, that happened ray allen left and we sent paul pierce and kg next thing you know we're looking at chris Humphreys and marshawn brooks <laughs> at, in a press conference so how did you stay how did you stay engaged for those years where it looked like uh this might this might be a while
2: um well i'm gonna be honest after 2010 that was when lebron went to miami and me being 10 years old not knowing much i was really on that like yo fuck miami type shit same, and like, <laughs> me, same. me and my best friend were like yo little a bitch you know what i'm saying like we were on that wave
0: Fuck, so fucks.
2: that just fueled my love for the celtics as well i'm like yo i'm, I'm celtics ride or die um the 2011 playoffs happened fucking d wade um pushes um rondo down yeah, breaks his yeah. elbow that pissed me off <laughs> and then he came back pretty much played the rest of the game one-handed and again, that that was like another fuel to the fire type of moment for me. Yeah, yeah, that was iconic. Um, yeah, so after that, um, the finals happened. LeBron chokes, and again, it's just like, yo, let's go! I'm mm-hmm. saying, fuck the Heat. <laughs> I told y'all, man, Big Three, the OG Big Three, all the way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that that whole thing was was interesting to me. 2012 comes around. Celtics come back. They push. Um, they had that great series against the Heat. Um, and I swear to God, after Paul Pierce hit that three in game three, bro, I thought I was like, yeah, oh yeah we back, we back.
0: <laughs> I'm still, I'm still hurt as, as you say it, like I'm still, hurt, cause I remember that. I don't know, it. I don't know if you remember cause you were so young. I don't know if you remember the vibes of that game, but it was such a back and forth affair. It didn't feel like the Celtics were supposed to win. That was game yeah. five and it did not feel like we were supposed to win that game. And so Pierce hits that, bro, I was on. I'm still hurt, bro. I was on cloud nine <laughs> back then. I'm still hurt because I fu- I thought we were yeah. back after that. I thought we caught a break. Um, but yeah, you you can continue. Uh, so you're yeah. basically saying this is what you know a bunch of moments just kind of fueled your fire to you know when it was gone, you yeah. were just kind of there like I was. Is what you're saying? Yeah.
2: So that whole Miami Heat Celtics rivalry f- um, fueled everything, and then um, KG Paul Pierce gets traded to the Nets, and this was honestly the time period. Well, it was honestly was it 2012 13. Thirteen, fourteen. That was more so when I brought in my horizons because I'm like, all right, man, the Celtics ain't it right now. So let me mm-hmm. let me check out what the Thunder are doing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Let me check out what the Spurs are doing. Let me um read up on the history of the game more. Um, and then 2015 happened, and that's when I got more into just editing in general. Um, and then I I, I think it was around 2015, 2016. Where I felt comfortable with having my own opinions on the game, and I just put them on YouTube, and you know, the rest right, is history.
0: Right. Um, I, I missed a softball earlier when you were mentioning Ray Allen being your favorite player, and you being so uh, hot on the Celtics at the time. So, what was it like for you? And I guess what is it still like when he left after? Oh, when game he left, seven and went to Miami. Bro, yeah.
2: no, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. Can, can I cuss on this show? Is this a cuss-friendly
0: show? Yeah, yeah. yeah, do what you gotta do. All right, yeah. yeah.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> when Ray got traded again. It was fuck Ray Allen. <laughs> <laughs> same, I was I was on that wave. I remember the first game when um Ray Ray went to the the bench tried to dap up KG and KG just like shunned him. And <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah yeah that's what you get Ray, that's what you get Ray. Mm-hmm. And then I was like yeah he's never gonna win with the Heat. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying like right. 2012 was just okay they got their one. It's not gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. And then he he does what he did in 2013. I'm like.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he found his spot there, man. So, did you uh continue to care like that after all these years? Because this is something that's lived on. Uh, the only Celtic—I mean, correct me if I'm wrong—but the only Celtic that I've seen that really fucks with Ray Allen to this day is Paul Pierce. So that has tried to like reconcile that. Um, yeah. everyone else, I I haven't seen, and I haven't seen Rondo, KGL. I, I think they still feel some type of way. Uh, but you know, do you feel any way about that after all these years have passed? Do you rate Ray Allen differently in your mind, or do, is it just kind of like a thing that happened? It is what it is.
2: It's. I, I think it's just, it, I'm, I'm over it, honestly. Like, I, I just feel like at the time, again, I was like 12.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and now I'm 20. So I, I know, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. What Ray Allen had to do at that time, the money aspect of things. um, Just knowing more context of the situation, it, it's not as bad as it seems. Especially now with how um, players just move around. Like, it, it's a normal thing now. Back mm-hmm. then, again, I was young this whole like moving around the league thing it wasn't like as normalized as it is right now but now that it is normalized i mean it's it's not it's not that big of a deal the same way lebron's move to miami isn't you know isn't looked down upon now because of the yeah. off seasons we've had the past couple of years like right, just in right. 2 days we can see three superstars move right like absolutely. back then just one superstar moving was such a big deal but yeah it's just different now and like we've all grown so
0: yeah yeah it is much different uh like kd going to the warriors definitely probably softened the blow of lebron to miami a bit back then ray allen was uh kind of on his last leg anyways when he left boston i don't even think he was starting anymore i think avery bradley had taken the starting spot and you know i'm pretty sure that's uh that's probably what played into it but yeah i was i was a little bit older than you when that happened but i did i, I told this story a couple of times i saw ray allen in my gym that summer um that, that he left and that's back when i used to wear headphones like this but they were like they had like big ass Stuff on them, they had like the Celt- that Celtics logo right there. Yeah, they had yeah. that on the side of the headphones. And so I remember walking up to the uh water fountain, and it, it, as he was getting a drink of water, and I was behind him, and he looked up, and we made eye contact. <laughs> he sees some Celtics fan <laughs> headphones, and that, and like for me at the time, like being as young as I was, it was probably super cool to see Ray Allen. But I was, I was like you, I was like on that fuck Ray Allen train, so I didn't say nothing. I didn't, I didn't ask for an autograph. I didn't, so I didn't like nod up to him or nothing like that. I was like, yeah, keep it moving, <laughs> Yeah, man, that was a time. Yo, Don
2: was trying to drop 50 on him.
0: Facts. There's and the it's, gym, it's funnier did because... Did you ever play against
2: him? Like, did, uh, like that
0: day? No, no, it was... Uh, that gym did not have, like, a, a basketball court. It was actually, like, an LA fitness, like, workout oh, okay, type okay, sure. gym. Yeah, he was working out. Gotcha. Um, And it was funnier because that season, like, before he left, off, left us, obviously, my dad had told me that he comes to that gym sometimes. So, for, like three four weeks straight I came in with a Ray Allen jersey for him to sign I think it was like a Sonics one that was before he left and yeah, it, it was a total switch up after that um, so anyways we, we are here that was nine years ago so we, we've been Celtics fans for a minute now um, I'm wondering what are your thoughts on Boston this season now because everything is switched over we got two young to be superstars if they're not super I'm assuming nobody's calling them superstars yet but you know we got our core right now Danny Indian says we're not good enough to win a championship things are, everybody's kind of struggling this season but particularly the Boston what are your thoughts on the Celtics this season? And are you looking for a move right now? Or are you just kind of like chilling until, you know, things get back to normal?
2: Um, Honestly, I don't think there's a move right now that'll, that'll put us over the top. I think th- this season is just like a perfect representation of why that Kemba signing was more sus than people gave it credit for at that time. And I I was on that bandwagon early on. I was like, yeah, like I've I... I Kemba's good and I'm not saying he's going to make us worse necessarily but is he really going to put us over the top I don't think so Um, you know we we got these uh, veterans that just left Tatum and Brown these guys are the cornerstones of the franchise so might as well give them the keys as early as possible instead of underdeveloping them and honestly we're just so lucky that Tatum and Brown are are as good as they are right now I'm I'm going to be honest because like one no one no one ever expected tatum to be this good mm. if, if if everyone remembers during that draft it was it was josh jackson that was supposed to be the guy getting paired to Kawhi <laughs> and paul sure. george and them uh. and, and jason tatum is that guy now um jalen brown again going into that draft a lot of people wanted us to draft chris dunn and i, I still make it <laughs> a joke to this day i'm like yo yeah chris chris Dunn looking. On- <laughs> I'd rather have Jalen Brown right now than Chris Dunn I think so <laughs> yeah Um. but yeah I mean we're, we're lucky that Tatum and, and Brown and honestly smart is as good as as what they are right now I think honestly we're it's kind of like when the Celtics were good in the early 2000s and then like we just turned trash for a little bit I think we're going into that transition phase and then hopefully at some point we make another big move to truly compete Um. but yeah
0: it's, so, it's, it's a second round exit so you're not yeah, facts um, so <laughs> let's so just, you're, you're not let uh, be honest yeah so you're not interested interested in uh any move for like Andre Drummond right now because I feel, I feel like I've heard that tossed around a bit and uh he's obviously on the move you're not interested in making a move
2: I mean yeah Andre Drummond and especially with the whole Gordon Hayward um space that we created I feel like it'd make us better but again to what extent though um, right, right. I don't like think he, is going to push us over the top or any like whatever chance Brooklyn had in beating us before getting Andre Drummond doesn't change after we get Andre Drummond. Um, same same thing with the Bucks, same thing with the Lakers. So, I mean, if, if we can get them for one, two years, that's cool. But also with Drummond, I've always been a reporter of just like I, I get the numbers that Drummond's putting up. But the spacing that a Daniel Tice could provide at the five, I'd still rather have that than Mm -hmm. having Andre Drummond on the team. Right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, kind of feel like you. I feel like he doesn't necessarily, you know, would we get a little bit better? Sure. But it doesn't fix the problems that Boston has right now. It doesn't get them from where we are, which is... I mean, we're mediocre for different reasons. We are, we have been missing guys in and out of the lineup. We're missing Marcus Smart right now, which I feel like a lot of people are kind of overlooking. That's a big one. Um, but you know, roster fully healthy. I don't think Drummond takes us from that to championship contender. And then he could just leave this summer too, right? Because he's on the he's yeah. on an expiring deal. Yeah. So whatever yeah. we're gonna yeah whatever we have to move is is probably not worth it. Um yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm looking more towards the future at this point because I'm just happy that we have these two. Um, a lot of teams don't have two players as good as Jalen Brown. And Jason Tatum, and so yeah. uh, may not be competitive this year in terms of a championship or even getting out of the East. But when you have those two to build around for the future, you're just kind of like, man, let's just hang on to these guys, build around them, and you know we'll come back in a couple of years. Plus, in my opinion, um, it's starting to look like. I mean, even if the Nets don't figure it out this season, like that's gonna that's probably gonna be a. They're going to own the East at bare minimum, I believe. Oh, you know what? I'm not even going to say nothing. I want to see what you feel about the Nets in this situation right now. Because we still have good teams here. We still got Milwaukee, who is yeah. probably better than their record is showing. Uh, the Sixers, who might have the MVP, which is, uh, you know, the Nets' weakest position. So, what are your thoughts on what's going on in the Eastern Conference? And if the Nets can basically, you know, score their way to a championship without having yeah. to bolster up their defense that much. Yeah, what, what do you think?
2: No, my, my position on the Nets is... I feel like... I had them coming out of the east before the Harden trade. Oh, ah, okay. Um, and with the Harden trade, I still do have them coming out the East. The only problem I have with the James Harden trade is to be quite honest, and again, I still have them making the finals. I don't think it honestly made them better. I'm 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 am I'm j ju- I'ma just say right now, I don't think it in the in the grand scheme of things, again, whatever advantages they had over the Lakers. I feel like they already had with Kyrie KD and all that depth that they had okay. Um, so you had so you add Harden to that team and again like he, he's an incredible talent but in my opinion all they did was it improved their strengths and it weakened their weaknesses even more mm-hmm. Um, okay. so they like going into the season their best defender was KD coming off an Achilles tear and that's mm-hmm. honestly still the same thing aside from now it might be Andre Roberson coming off of, like, two years of not playing. So, yeah, he's gotten yeah. to that point where they're relying on players like Andre Roberson, who hasn't played in two years, to, you know, be very big defensive pieces for them. Um, right, right. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Nets, especially compared to where they were three years ago with that d squad, you know, I, I'm very proud of where they've gone, you know, getting KD, getting Kyrie, pulling off a big trade like James Harden, but... In my opinion, as, if if AD isn't there, my opinion might change. But if AD and LeBron are there, I still have the Lakers um, over, over the Nets at least this year. Maybe they retool over the summer and you know actually bolster up their defense. But until proven otherwise, that, that might be a take that that'll haunt me in the future. But
0: we'll see. <laughs> um... We'll see. Yeah, just back to your Nets point. They pretty much have erased that whole part of history because people forget. Like that was a, that was a whole joke. Of what happened with the Boston trade? The whole thing about them being fleeced and all the assets that they gave up for you know, down players that were way over the hill at that point. And yeah, they yeah. have turned that into the most offensively talented big three. Um, but no, this is why I bring people on the show because that's a perspective I hadn't really thought about. They did, they did really just maximize the things that they were already great at because. Scoring was probably not ever going to be a problem for them Regardless, before they had Harden So that's maximized now, especially when you get to the the Fourth quarter, and uh, I, I believe they're still probably leading those three i think they were averaging like the most points in the fourth quarter whatever it is because they could just take turns going in on people um yeah. but the defensive side did get far worse and i think they're a little bit better than when they made the trade but uh as far as it being where it needs to be to play a team like the lakers in the finals who knows they would probably have to be the first team to just straight outscore people because yeah. <laughs> uh yeah that, that would be interesting to see anthony davis versus you know deandre jordan or if they play small because i think small is probably their best bet on defense right now having Jeff Green anchor it Um, so that I didn't really have this one written down but just being an NBA YouTuber you have thoughts on uh, so it seems like you have the Lakers coming out of the West obviously Um, Mm -hmm. so that already kind of answers the question that you don't truly believe in what's going on in Utah right now but I'm wondering how much you believe in it at least because it's obvious you don't have them beating LA but uh, where do you see this team in terms of like random contenders that have popped up in the past before because we've kind of seen this in Utah before yeah
2: Honestly, I'm I'm gonna steal this from Lowe, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Cause I <laughs> <laughs> Lowe had a had a room on, on locker room this morning and he he compared the Jazz to the Pacers when they had Paul George.
0: Okay. That was
2: that was the comparison he made. Like a very solid team, capable of making a conference finals appearance. They have a star, so it's not like they're the twenty fifteen Hawks whose best player is like I don't even like Al Horford, Paul yeah. like Don, Donovan Mitchell is above a Paul, a Paul Millsap and Al Horford.
0: Absolutely. But then
2: when you compare that team to the Lakers who have a top five player of all time, LeBron, uh compare that to the Clippers who has two time finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That's when it gets a little iffy, but who knows, man? I mean, even back then with the Pacers, I mean, the Pacers were able to push the Heat to seven games and then six the year after. So I feel like they, they are legit. It's just if I had to put money on it, I'm not putting it on the Jazz. I, I'm, I'm putting it on the team that has LeBron. Yeah. I'm putting it on the team that has Kawhi. But I, I think they're, they're a true team, though. I
0: think they're yeah. a true team yeah every yeah first of all nobody yeah nobody would in their right mind would bet against lebron coming off of a championship if that team is healthy against a guy you know a team that hadn't been there before the jazz have not been there even if ad wasn't there bro i ain't gonna lie after 2018 i'm like yo i'm not i'm not wait wait, what'd you say you said if what
2: i'm I'm saying even if ad isn't there oh just you know it 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 obviously closing the gap but just Uh. after what i saw from lebron in 2018 bro Mm-hmm. Like yo, I'm I'm not betting against that
0: dude, bro. I'm not. There, no. I would there, I would split with you. That's we would be uh we'd be betting against each other. We, we'd have to make that bet because uh, yeah, I, I, I might I, lose I, money.
2: I might lose yeah. money, buddy. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to take Utah then. But uh, no, I, I definitely agree with you because the Hawks thing keeps coming up on this podcast because I'm sure you've seen that on NBA Twitter by now. People calling them the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I think anyone making that comparison probably wasn't around to watch the Hawks because throughout that season. Like it wasn't like it is right now with Utah. Like a lot of people look at Utah and it's like, man, this is a this is a good team. This team can make some noise. Uh, we all looked at the Hawks in 2015. I don't know how. I, I don't really know your experience with it, but I feel like a lot of us were kind of looking at this like frauds basically because they didn't have the the All NBA. They didn't have the MVP guy. Yeah. Like you, yeah, you know, they didn't they didn't have any of that. But uh, the Pacers comparison now that's a that's a pretty decent one. I hadn't thought about that one at all. obviously, maybe not in terms yeah. of style, but in terms of you know similarities in the situation. I, that I actually do like yeah. that one. Um, shout out to Low.
2: That that isn't me by the way. Shout out yeah, to Yeah, shout, shout out yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have Low on the podcast uh uh soon, sooner than later. Um so I do cuz this is a question on here and I want to kind of transition to this. Um why don't you think Donovan Mitchell is really that prominent in the MVP race right now despite the best player on the best team normally getting that advantage, you know, or the, the most visible, I would say, because yeah. there's an argument right now of who's the best player, you know, between Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell's impact might be a bit more visible to people. That's what people see in the highlights. Um, so why don't you why don't you think he's getting as much MVP love despite this crazy pace they're on and maybe even being first in the West, but he's probably like 6th or 7th in the race, I would say.
2: Yeah. I mean, on- honestly, I-, I just don't think his stats are there. Um... Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much what it boils down to. Like, again, the, throughout history, it's always been the best player on the best team puts up great stats, and Donovan Mitchell is doing that. But just historically, how the award gone has gone as well. Like, they'll prefer a dude that might not have a as good as a record as the Jazz, but the, he's putting up you know crazier numbers. Um, like, even in, in 2017, again, like a lot of people bring up like, why why isn't Kawhi? The MVP when he's putting mm. up great numbers, um, but it, it was between Russ and James Harden, and that's when narratives do come into into play. Um, but yeah, I I feel like even even with saying saying that though, like the fact that the Jazz are getting compared to the Hawks is honestly it really is disrespectful to D. Mitch because <laughs> it it, it, it's not like D. Mitch is this player that just you know he's considered the best player of the team and he's like. Not, I don't even know if this is a good comparison, but like Steve Nash, where he's putting up like 14 points a game, 15 points a game, and getting all this credit. Like, we we just saw D-Mitch last year against the Jazz average, like 30 a game on like 50-50, 90 splits. Um, the year before that, I think they got eliminated by the Rockets in the first round, but his rookie year, when he went up against the Thunder, he outplayed Russell Westbrook and Paul George as a rookie. I as an <laughs> underdog you know what i'm saying so it's not like yeah. it's not like donovan mitchell is just like this random rookie like or a random young player like donovan mitchell has put up the stats um and i feel like he can put up better stats it's just it's one of those situations where donovan mitchell is putting team success over his own statistical um success
0: mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah, I I definitely I agree with that. Um, cause I was I just did an MVP video and that's kind of what I mentioned. I was saying like the circumstance of the team, cause the Jazz are very team basketball oriented right now. They got a lot going on there. That's not just Donovan Mitchell or just Rudy Gobert. Um, so there's that and the fact that the the stats, because while they're they're good stats, um, this is one of the craziest MVP races I've seen so far. It's been it's been a while. Like right now, I was listening to a a podcast earlier and they were saying like there's like seven or eight legitimate mvp candidates of course as the year goes on it's gonna, it's gonna feel it's gonna narrow but you got guys putting up crazier numbers and crazier situations and seven uh, or eight though yeah i mean when you think about it i mean not seven or eight in terms of like it's a seven or eight man race because legitimately when you get down to a guy like kevin durant he's not winning mvp with a you know okay. james harden and a Kyrie hmm. next to him it's not gonna happen but his name comes up um i still it the Jokic one is interesting to me the Jokic one is interesting to me because they're playing around seventh or eighth seed but he continues to be kind of up there his name continues to be mentioned um yeah. steph curry is mentioned right now but obviously at an eighth seed he's not going to be winning it so that's that's what i mean when i'm you know saying the race is that that large but uh i'd like to know what you think about the race in and, and like who you have as a current mvp because it sounds like your field yeah. is a bit narrower and you're only looking at probably very serious names
2: yeah i'm about to say, yeah this year's mvp race is kind it, it is weird it is weird it doesn't follow like the typical criteria and I've like I, I pretty much talk about this every year like the whole criteria of historically of what it takes to win the MVP but specifically this year it's just it's just weird the only true MVP candidate that fits the traditional criteria and I think this is why he's up there is Joel B. like they okay. have the best record in the East he's putting up tremendous numbers and that's why he's up there but I don't know like the, the conversations with Jokic and Embiid I feel like again if you look individually I think Jokic is one a better player and two he's putting up better stats but there's a lot of Embiid love and, and I, I get it like he's, he's having a tremendous season but I don't know I, I agree with you it, it is very weird as well like LeBron LeBron's name gets brought up a lot and then I just ask myself I'm like what but what is his case though like it's not mm. like they have the best record in the league. Mm. Um, the AD injury just happened a couple games ago, and these talks have been going on for you know throughout the whole season. But yeah, I mean, I, I think in general, I think the media is just having trouble picking. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna lie. So they're just they're just throwing out whoever at this point.
0: Right, right. So you, so in your opinion, it's yeah because of the criteria you think it's Embiid leading right now.
2: Yeah, I would I would lean towards Embiid. Right, and yeah, then it's, it's just because of how good his numbers are.
0: but Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's interesting because uh, like on the power rankings, I am seeing it. Uh, just talking about LeBron, I'm seeing it more and more. Like they have him number one. You know, it seems like he is, despite maybe not having the traditional argument that mb probably has at the moment. um mm-hmm. The last ones I've seen, they've <clears throat> had him leading it, and I think it has a lot to do with the the, the narrative is helping. He's playing great, obviously, and we're. Completely spoiled by his play at this point, um, but the the narrative is going strong too, being the age he is. It seems like he's gonna get at least one MVP sooner or later, based off of the fact that he is the putting up the greatest production at you know age thirty six, and then it'll be age thirty seven probably. It seems like he has one of those coming. I think it'll probably also depend on what goes on here without Anthony Davis, because a month is a pretty significant time, and uh, nobody knows what the schedule looks like because they I don't think they've really planned past March Hello. right now. I mean, it's just going to come down to basically some circumstances, I think, like where uh, because those seem to be the three that you were naming was Braun, Jokic and Embiid. So for Jokic, how how high can he actually get his team? Because it's getting to a point where if you're not inside the top three right now, you know, you might not get inside the top three. It's looking like with the standings with Embiid, maybe how many games he misses, because that is a thing. He'll be out every once in a while. And then LeBron, how many, uh, you know, what they're able to do without Anthony Davis for this next month, because we don't know what the rest of the schedule looks like going into into March just yet, because um, nobody has, has scheduled games. But if they, you know, put up a subpar 500 record, then all of a sudden I think his case might not be as strong. So I think I think that's kind of what's going on there. Um I'm not sure if there's a clear leader in the MVP race at the moment. Um I don't think Donchich is gonna sneak his way back in. I think they were sadly, way too far out. Sadly, yeah, bro. yeah. Everyone
2: I was on that Luca. I, I was on it as well. I'm like, yo, after <laughs> Every- after the playoffs last year's Luca's year. Is Luka's year.
0: It was fair, right. man. It, was, it fair. was fair. like The, yeah. the numbers he was putting up. And I mean, Dallas kind of got ravaged by COVID as well. You know, so it's, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's just circumstance. But yeah, that's basically what's going on. So you got Embiid, MVP at the moment. Looks like you were going to go with the Lakers as repeat champs. They got a lot better. So that's totally reasonable. And uh, Boston as a second round exit. I think that yeah. that about covers things. But on, um, honestly,
2: go, going back to the Lakers real quick, I mm-hmm. do have them winning the championship but i do want to give some credit to the clippers cuz i know they're like a meme at this point yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah. <laughs> i am not going to lie and again it might just be me being delusional but i feel like if the lakers and the clippers matched up specifically mm. like the the clippers the clippers would take that series way more seriously than the clippers nugget series you okay. know what i'm saying right, so they right. might they might not be especially with the mistakes that they they made last year I don't think they'll be as careless as they were with the Nuggets. Right, Um, right. So if those two matched up, I still give the Clippers a chance. I also think the Clippers are better this year. And especially, again, with AD, the AD injury being an iffy situation. The Clippers still might have a chance. But as of right now, I'm going with the Lakers to come out the West and repeat.
0: Yeah, the Clippers thing is interesting because they have gotten better. Um, Paul George is back playing uh, some of the best basketball of his career. Kawhi is right up there with that. But those are things that all more or less fly under the radar because the collapse was so epic last year, given the circumstance, given the fact that they were supposed to give us the Battle of L.A. that did not happen. So, you are do you anticipate? You think we're going to be getting the uh, Battle of L.A. this year, or you think it's uh, you think the Clippers will croak before? As a matter of fact, the way the standings are right now, it might that might become difficult, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh,
2: if, I, th- I think i think standings wise if i were to bet on it the lakers and the clippers do end up two and three yeah so they would meet in the second round so in terms of the chance of that <laughs> happening uh-huh. it might not be the big grand western conference finals bout that we expected yeah. but I, I do think that that series will happen
0: right right. and
2: I, i'm that, that's gonna be that's gonna be must watch basketball bro
0: Man, I hate that that would happen in the second round because, like, the big thing would be Kawhi and LeBron again, you know, finally get that, and then these two L.A. teams, but it's supposed to be, you know, one of them going to the finals after that. Like, having yeah. one of them go out in the yeah. second round automatically puts them as one of the bigger disappointments, but I don't know, it feels like, that That feels a lot like... uh I would say, like, Clippers-Spurs from 2015, I guess. You know, two amazing rosters like that that were, you know, maybe even finals worthy. And they met, Jesus, was that the first round? Do you remember in 2015?
1: This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Luxe Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase, except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
0: No, it was
2: Clippers, Clippers Spurs. Clippers, Spurs. Yeah, first round. Jesus, that is that yeah. is a crap. I, I remember, I remember, because that was Game Seven was the night of the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, and yeah, it yeah. was the last possession. Uh, the, the Clippers had the ball for the last possession and we were we were watching the what was it the undercards for the mayweather fight my friend turned the channel to the the undercard fights during timeout so you know we we watched like we watched the undercard fight until the round ended switch back to, to the clippers camp and we just see everyone going wild. they're like oh, oh so no. i i specifically missed the chris paul shot and oh, i i still gosh. hold that grudge To my friends, till this day, I'm like, bro, you really switched the game to watch the undercard fight of Mayweather Pacquiao, which in itself was a disappointing fight.
0: Right, right. That's wild. Hey, but you know what? At least uh, you said you hold a grudge on that one, but... Um, at least I guess that was probably for you made up for by the fact that you got to see Lillard's game winner which I didn't because I, I saw that on your story you still have that one oh, as, yeah. a, as a memory of watching that one um, that was like I was I think I was in the process of moving that series and I was that was a uh, yeah, yeah blazer of thunder and i figured like oh uh, nothing interesting is gonna happen this game or whatever and i was like dead tired that night so i woke up after it was on i saw twitter going crazy and i'm never gonna forgive myself for missing that one but you know win yeah. some lose some right i got to i got yeah win some lose some i got to see kyrie yeah. shot in 2016 i've seen i've seen most of you know most of history so um that's a shit that chris paul shot i guess we can go in transition because that chris paul shot happened in 2015 that was before you were actually on youtube so uh i guess we'll get Into a little bit of your YouTube origin story and what made you want to start it. And you you kind of touched on it earlier. You were basically saying that uh you know you were doing a little bit of editing and you loved basketball, you kinda just put them together. So is that the crux of it? It is kind of like spawned randomly or was there more to it there?
2: Yeah, um well Chris move honestly got me into 2K. And 2K was a big reason as to why I know like the the players that I really shouldn't like a casual would only know the stars. Like 2K is the reason I know of like Patrick Beverly when he was on the Heat type shit. Right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like I think around there, at, at least with my experience, there's always a point in every YouTube NBA YouTuber's life where they wanted to be Chris Move. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I had yeah. you know I had my go at it back <clears throat> in 2015. Had my my career series up got like 300 views max. Didn't really <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't really take off and then. I think this was when complex news was popping with, with um complex sports and stuff. So I was like, all right, let me let me try being like a a solo complex sports dude. I even had like the the bottom left thing on the thumbnail. So that that was that was when I saw that there was some traction in the field. I remember making like a, a thumbnail where I had like uh the Marcus Cousins trade destinations and that got like 2000 views and i was like oh 2000 <laughs> i was <laughs> like oh, whoa 2000 so that's that's when i was like okay maybe sport you know the actual sports talk is my thing um and then i forgot which video it was but there was just one video that blew up and it just the snowball kicked off from there mm-hmm. um but honestly in, in terms <laughs> of the video essay videos you were you were one of the people that i watch um oh, really? i think you made I think you made um, the times LeBron proved his doubters wrong or something.
0: Legacy, yeah, the legacy. We're yeah, just le- yeah. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that's what I've noticed as well, bro. But uh, yeah, like that that video, Quorzema's um, "What If" videos, um, Nick Smith as well. Shout out to Nick Smith, Australian legend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like his his videos put me on as well. Um, and then when I started, this was like I, I signed with Playmakers um, and they had this dashboard thing where you can look for people to collab with which honestly no one uses but the one time I tried I found SDC oh. so I got so I had like 5k subscribers SDC had like 3k we started <clears throat> you know, we, we tried to collab and then we had the podcast found low and then it just you know <laughs> went from there it just right. went from there
0: when, uh, you said you, you know, saw me getting into video essays, that kind of sparked you a little bit. Um, when you, when you found you, cause you, that was literally my first video that hit ever. That's what started everything here today. Um, when you were, when you found that, were you like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude's voice? back in the early days
2: yeah, honestly yeah i was like yo he, he has a really unique voice and then i started to record myself and i'm like yo i really have a squeaky ass voice so i was like you know what if, if don could do it let's see if i can do it
0: yeah, yeah. nah you to know. this day i can't i can't figure out like that's one of the things i'm thankful for like because i was i don't know what you started on but i started uh recording on a turtle beach headset literally that's part of the reason it sounded like that it was it was made for like you know playstation 3 and shit like so i was recording full videos that hundreds of thousands of people were watching with that microphone and uh to this day i have no clue how people heard you know the audio and that shit and we're like huh yeah i want to subscribe to this guy i want to hear more of him i I don't know how that happens so whatever (laughs) somebody somebody was on my side um what did so what did you start recording with and what was your tech like did you just you know throw some shit together and just start going or were you already kind of well set up because i just had that dell laptop and you know turtle beach and that was it for a while
2: um i think it was sophomore (laughs) year of high school where i truly started to make an effort to research on what i had to do and stuff like that to to succeed on youtube and i built up like christmas money from the two christmases before um us being the immigrant family i honestly don't have much birthday money like i know my friends get like five hundred dollars on the birthday i'm like what i get like 50 what kind of friends um, you got
0: <laughs> $5, $5, $5, <laughs> I'm in. Uh,
2: you know just you know the, the popular kids at school just flexing their their christmas money and, like, right, right. Money. all right yeah, yeah. got a new gucci belt okay um <laughs> i got a gift card um <laughs> but yeah like sophomore year i i saved up 200 250 in christmas money from the past couple of years and i i literally told my mom i'm like mom if you could split this pc with me that i'll use to for school work um, that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> for
0: school, <laughs> yeah. school work. i
2: was yeah. like yeah yeah cuz the i can't i can't go on google drive with the laptop i have right now mom it's just <laughs> it's not going to work so mess. that that was also when i got into pc building because i knew i had a budget to work with and then i found out pc building was like you know the best budget best bang for your buck type type of deal so i got into pc building at around the same time built my pc for like 500 bucks um and i wanted to do 2k (coughs) content and this was this was a big deal for me when 2k announced that um 2k pc was gonna get like ps4 graphics so that was like the perfect timing for me um i there was like a two-week stretch where i didn't have a xbox 360 dongle so I couldn't use my 360 control on the PC, so I was using the <laughs> I was playing 2K with a keyboard and mouse for like two weeks, bro. Were you Damn. seriously
0: trying to do it, or you were just like just for shits and giggles?
2: I I ordered the dongle.
0: So uh,
2: I was so excited to play the new oh 2K. Oh my god! So I was like, all right, let me let me try to play 2K with keyboard and mouse. It didn't work, bro. Yeah, it's funny because it 2K
0: has a 2K has a message when you try that. Like when you don't have a controller plugged in, they're like, "Are yeah. you sure you want to do this?" Like, that's <laughs> that that pops and
2: out. I was like, yeah, like I really
0: just want to see the new graphics and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I to this day have not tried that. I, I don't know how that would go. <laughs> that's hilarious. <You> don't don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's max. not
2: worth it. It's right, not worth right. it, but yeah. um So I was just honestly just trying to figure out the best bang for the buck on how I can make content, play 2K, and get schoolwork done. <laughs> so the gaming PC was the best way to that. But in terms of recording software, I made a video about it on my Instagram. Like I literally use a LG G3. Um, the mic on that, put it. I think I still have the pencil case in my room. Like put it, use that as a stand. So it was like. So, let's say this was a cup. I had it like this. And I made, um, whatchamacallit, a pop filter out of a, a metal hanger. Like, I literally, like, took it apart, made a circle out of it, put a clean yeah. talk on it, made a pop filter, mounted that on the pencil case, and that was my <laughs> mic setup. Oh, So, when, again, when, when people ask me, like, what equipment should I use? I always tell them that story. And with what you just said, like, you recorded... A video that has a million views now or damn near close to it if it isn't on turtle beach headsets yeah so it's stories like that i'm like yo <clears throat> there really is no excuse at this point nice. if my 15 year old ass <laughs> could do that with like christmas money built up from three years i mean if you want to do it you know yeah you just gotta, yeah.
0: gotta go out and do it yeah that's exactly what i tell people um i guess it's a good moment like you don't have to worry about being perfect, cause it's easy to look at, you know, people you aspire to, and like, oh, their content is like this, and it's all crisp and whatnot, and try to, you know, maybe feel like I don't need to, I don't want to start editing until I can get something close to this. Like that's absolutely not the way to approach it, cause the people that you're aspiring to probably started off. Uh, yeah, shit in your case from the gutter because the way you just were describing that the pop shield that's just some Stephen A Smith shit Man, so I came from the gutter um but yeah nah you, you don't have to yeah you don't have to worry about saving up a thousand dollars to go get you just start with whatever you have I started on Windows Movie Maker I don't know if you ever messed with that but yeah you can't do anything on Windows Movie Maker damn near except clip stuff but yeah that's that's Good. where I was at the time um I am interested you said because you had the basically make up the excuse of school work from your mom's for your mom to help you with that did she know what else you were into though did she know that you were working on this or when did they when did your parents find that out because i'm pretty sure that was a big deal for them to you know figure out you've made a successful you know, work on the internet basically um well honestly i, w- I was at that,
2: that weirdo that would like play 2k and just pretend i was chris smooth without an elgato <laughs> so like <laughs> I was in my room And they would hear me like screaming my ass off And making all these Oh that's a smooth move type of comments <laughs> And it was just like alright It's just Brian doing his thing mm. And then I think at some point I hit him up with a Like I, I just hit him with a Discussion I'm like mom um, <clears throat> NBA playmakers hit me up So it was getting official <laughs> oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. So once we had That conversation we set everything up um, And they just told me Again it was you know you're still in high school. Um, this is not not sustainable whatsoever. I mean, even to this day, at least to me, it's not sustainable just yet. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, but they, they just said, you know, treat it as a hobby. Um, do it for fun and just go from there. And honestly, that's looking back. And I honestly didn't even realize this till now. That I think that's really good advice. The fact that they encouraged me to just do it for fun instead of doing it for the money. Which has helped me along the way and then once you know i got more experience on you know just making good content that's when the money the money business came into play
0: yeah yeah no that was that was really good uh advice from them because that's a i mean we'll probably get into that more in another section but that's a big big part of being a youtuber is you know keeping the same passion that you had, that you started with? Because I'm sure for you, when you started to actually gain some traction, I mean, I guess I should probably ask about that process. What was that like? Because for me, when I, after that LeBron video, and I realized, like, I was getting... I don't know if it happened the same way for you but from that video i was getting like a crazy streamline of subs and all my videos after that were doing way better than before so i realized like oh shit people are actually watching now and yeah. i couldn't i couldn't sleep anymore at that time because it was <laughs> it was that energetic it was like something i had been working on for years already and so when people are watching i'm like damn like i was just always on 100 um so yeah what if i don't i don't know if that happened the same way for you but was there a moment like that where you're like oh sh-, you know people are actually messing with this now it's not just two thousand views or is my big day like people are actually yeah. here was yeah what, what was that like for you when people actually started to come in was it really gradual so that that didn't happen or what was that like
2: honestly everything came pretty fast like the the growth from like 5,000 subs to 100k subs felt like a blur at this point like i don't remember when i specifically had 60k it just kind of like boom i'm at 100k next thing i know um but it was just crazy and it still lists um to to, the, to this day, because I, I, specific, I specifically remember at one point saying that I just wanted to make a community of like 20,000 subscribers, Matt, to talk basketball with. And it's grown to so much more than that. Yeah. To the point where I'm talking with other creators myself, um, <clears throat> going through other ventures. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't, I want to say it was anything gradual. I mean, obviously, gradual in the sense of like, it, it didn't happen in like two months.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But. You know it, it it was just like i was going to school come home make videos um and honestly it, it was just it was just cool to flex i'm not gonna lie at, at school I'm, like, Yo. <laughs> I'm saying check out my youtube check out my youtube man
0: <laughs> oh yeah i it, forgot you were in high school when this happened for you too i, I keep thinking yeah. i wasn't in high school yeah so <laughs> Yeah, but I would have, I would have probably been a demon if I was like this group. I to say, yeah, it, it it was just funny going into rooms with like the cool kids
2: and they were mm-hmm. acting like you know popular and shit, and I just mm. be in the back. I'm like, are y'all really popular? <laughs>
0: like they don't even know. I got 50k on YouTube. Oh, there's gone.
2: levels to these vessels, but you know, I I, I, <laughs> I, I, I stayed humble though. I stayed humble though mm-hmm. for the people in high school that knew me. Like I never tried to. Flex it out loud. It'd be my other friends. I'd be like, yo, follow him on YouTube. I'm like, bro. Yeah,
0: same way, same way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got math in first period. I got homework to do right now before the bell rings. Like, yo, relax, dude. Relax. Right, I was at a
0: I was at a party once and one of my buddies was faded and he tried to he tried to tell some girl about that. I was like, nigga, shut up. Like he was <laughs> faded. He was, faded. He, was faded. he was like, Yo, this is Dom i I'm like, nigga, fuck, fuck up, nigga. <laughs> like, relax. We don't, we don't bring that out here. Like, yo, hey, I had a
2: similar you. story. Um, oh, me and my <laughs> friend <laughs> (laughs) To a college party freshman year at his Mm -hmm. school, and he just apparently there's this one dude he didn't even like introduce me, he just recognized me, like, Yo, is that B Souls? and Mm. I was like, Yeah, yeah. And then he just showed me to the whole like fraternity or whatever it was. It was like, Oh my god, he has 100k. So I was like, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then they just kept beating me up. I'm like, Yo, relax, dude.
0: Hey, chill, chill. That, is, that is so funny Um, did, so Had you uh, that's a, that's a good one Have you been recognized in real life outside of that Because that sounds like one story Have you ever just like somebody's like oh shit it's b souls Um Me and my
2: girl went to a Red Sox game Last year <clears throat> And I just I think I I think I tweeted out a picture of it Because like you know It was a sunset and it was just you know Crispy ass picture for the gram type shit <laughs> And then someone was like Yo where you at like what section you're at and honestly, just said, I'm like, I- I'm around here. So he straight up went to my section and saw me and, like, reached out to my row and be like, yo, can I take a picture with that dude real quick? And, like, the whole, like, section didn't know who I was. So I <laughs> so I, I, told him, excuse me, man, excuse me, I got to take a picture with my fan over here real quick. <laughs> so we took, <laughs> we took the selfie and it was all oh, cool, you know what I'm saying? Um, I love, like. When, when people recognize because like it, it just seems so surreal i'm like bro who i'm i'm really like to me i'm like i'm no one you know what i'm saying yeah,
0: yeah.
2: um so to be recognized at a red sox game um that was really cool so I, I go back to my section and now the the people in my in my section start asking I'm like yo what, what do you do mm-hmm. and it's just like i make i make uh videos about basketball and they're like oh, so you make videos about the Celtics. I'm like, yeah. I love how they just assume I'm just a Celtics journalist. <laughs> 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 I'm like, bro, mm. no, it's, it's not just the Celtics, but sure, like, just just to end this conversation, yes. I make right, videos right. about the Celtics.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I feel that. Um, I, I don't know how you handle it, but I've never... The times I've been noticing in real life, everyone's been mad cool. I, I never ran into no weirdo shit. Um, but I'm not. I'm not great at taking compliments like to face. You know what I mean? Like I, I just. I just try to keep it low key and stay humble. So it gets a bit awkward when you know you get personal. I appreciate the praise and the love yeah. and all that, but it gets a little bit awkward. But yeah, it's it's it funny because uh, I don't know. It's hard to, like you said, the people around the section. You know, start asking what you do and whatnot, and yeah. it's kind of hard to tell someone like oh yeah you know you make basketball videos and nba videos because as soon as someone is not into the nba it's kind of like dead for them right there you know it's where you know if you were making videos about something that people could actually you know a person in general could get into it would be probably you know conversation could probably go other places but yeah that's some of the things that i've kind of thought about when i've ran into those situations um so yeah this is uh moving on so yeah we started basically around the same time um This is probably moving on to year like five or six for you on YouTube, I'm guessing. And uh, what what has it been like for you in terms of successes and failures? Because you've obviously dealt with a lot of the same things that I have with uh, copyright and not knowing one day if you can use footage and then the next if you're going to be okay or not. Um, I'm sure you've gone through the same thing, the fluctuations of getting tons of views. You know, for like one or two months and then not getting as many and then maybe starting to feel a little bit constrained because you're like well what can I actually make that it's just you know it's just gonna stay consistent uh so yeah, yeah just you know anything you can contribute to the successes and failures that you've had over the last four or five years yeah what, what has this been like for you
2: um yeah copyright was a big one Every every year when that time comes around, the whole NBA community just gets together. We just start DMing everyone like, yo, did you get claims? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's always been like one of the biggest problems for me. But aside from that, I think after I hit 100K, um, I think this was going into my freshman year of college. I just felt like I couldn't get out of 100K for the longest. And I just felt like a fraud at some point. I'm like, I'm telling people I have 100K 100k subs but i'm not pulling like 100k sub performance if that makes any sense
0: yeah it does
2: um so yeah it, it was just getting out of that plateau and it was getting to a point where i would look up how to get out of a youtube plateau but i i would then i would realize i'm like yo there's not really a lot of people that are in my position yeah um so it, it like that type of shit was was type of was was a situation where i had to just figure it out myself Analyze certain situations myself, Um, but also going into college because I had a roommate, um, and we were forced to have a roommate. Um, It was I had a podcast back then. It was the Dish Podcast. I had to end that because I I just I just couldn't. I felt so bad to my roommate because it it wasn't like we had our own single bedroom. We were in like our own little cubicle thing. Like it was a Mm -hmm. fucking jail. Yeah, I remember. Um, Yeah, so I had to I had to cut that um and just college in general was just it it was it was just it was my first time being free myself like being independent um not relying on my parents having to live with someone it was it was a whole new experience to me so there was at a certain point where I honestly felt like I just made videos to reach a certain amount of revenue a month because it's the only job I have I have bills to pay um but I think 20 end of 2019 early 2020 that's when I realized I'm like all right let me give this a full shot. I have something that a lot of people would do a lot <laughs> to have. So let me take full advantage of it. Let's try to go crazy. And 2020 was a really good year for me. Um, you know, I, I my main goal is just I wanna I, I wanna make content full time. Um so twenty twenty with the revenue I made, the moves I made, putting my personal putting my personality out there, that was a big step for me. And 2021 so far has been really good as well right,
0: in that right. process. So. so, yeah, so your current goal basically right now is to just because how many years left you have of college? Is this your last or I don't even know where, where you are right? uh, right.
2: after after this semester, I have two. So technically three semesters left.
0: Okay, three yeah. Semesters. So so you're so yeah, you still got plenty of time in college and that's that's good. Um, So your current goal is, like you said, basically just to be able to make it sustainable, I guess, by the time you're you're out by the time you yeah.
2: graduated yeah right yeah because right. i'm honestly <laughs> I, I was
0: looking a lot into
2: like internships regarding my major but with the with the stuff i've been doing um with my own channel stuff behind the scenes um, certain sponsorships i'm like the the money i could be making out of college is equivalent to a high paying entry-level job except with this job like i can work whenever i want to do like what i truly love um but yeah it's 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 definitely a hard decision in the sense that like if i get a traditional entry-level job i have a certain salary that's guaranteed um there's benefits to it like health insurance stuff like that that you just don't get as a as a youtuber as a freelancer so it's a risk um and like my parents have been like not pushing me away but they've just been like know the risks that come with it and you know if shit hits the fan <laughs> i told you so <laughs> type shit <laughs> so, so yeah it's just you know just making it sustainable and not relying on just the b souls youtube channel working on podcast things um working with agent and low shout out to agent and low um but yeah
0: yeah you know i feel that uh we've you know watching you go through this this process it's pretty cool because uh, i see now you've also like you just said expanding to other things you've got your keep it a buck podcast where so you've interviewed plenty of people i was on there uh you're working with locker room same as i am now so uh, you you even stream a bit sometimes too i'm not you do you stream frequently on twitch or is it just kind of like a every now and then thing
2: on, on honestly i tried when the ps5 came out and next gen came out i was like all right is my year on 2k you know what i'm saying now I, I can really <laughs> be the chris move i want it to be and <laughs> and then, then 2k 21 next gen is just yeah it's, it's like i tried park aids my team uh, they're just there's such a big paywall just to you know get into my team at least absolutely. to me i can't i can't get into my team um yeah just 2k to me right now is, is stale in general but yeah, no. with, 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 with streaming, is mostly just been the Let's Keep It A Bug podcast. So. <clears throat> so,
0: yeah, no, I would, I would agree about 2K. Um, it's you know i would say it's fun obviously if you have people so me and the homies will hop on like if you have a squad to play wreck with then that's cool because you know you and the friends can make it fun together um but they've kind of fallen into the same problem of changing the game just too much and listening to too many different opinions like i felt like one-on-one just playing other people online was fun when it came out and uh, i just got on like two weeks ago for the first time in a while and it's like completely different because they've updated all this you know shot success and how the game feels it's you know the same for pretty much a 2k cycle this is what happens every year um but what i what i was saying before we got on that is uh yeah i'm watching you go through pretty much a lot of the same processes that i have i am curious about like what it's been like to balance this with college because i did that um i if it was 2016 i 16 last half of 16 so 17 18 yeah so it was about two and a half years i had to balance this with college and that was interesting um but i am wondering yeah. how that's going with you in terms of balancing it with you know social life balancing it with the the college work and i don't know if you live on campus or how any of that works but yeah, how was how that how is that working out for you how has that been working out for you
2: yeah so the first two years like i said that was that was when i felt like i had a plateau on youtube and <clears> that was <throat> primarily due to me prioritizing the social life in college um the academics as well that's why that's that's a part of why i feel like i stagnated on youtube um but starting end of sophomore year um this junior year i've just been on my shit like in terms of time management like i have so many systems in place, so many apps i use just to stay on top of things um and it's just it's honestly just it If you want to make YouTube work, again, like, college has truly taught me, like, if you want to make YouTube work, you're going to make it work. Yeah, facts. It's just, like, if if I can do this as a computer engineering major, like, it's not even, like, an easy major, like, with all due respect to art major. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, if if I can do this, write code, you know what I'm saying, do all of this crazy-ass math and then make time to make videos. Um, It's definitely easier right now since I live off campus and have this house. But if I could do that as well, um, freshman year when, you know, just the college life in general was something I was getting adjusted to, I had a roommate that I would literally record and wait until he went into the dining hall so I could just have the room to myself and record. Like that was the type of links I would go to, to to get videos out. Like it just taught me like if if you really want to do it man you you'll make it work you'll make it yeah.
0: work yeah absolutely like I pretty much for me you know you got to you got to start college with it because you were coming out of high school so you had had some I guess a little bit of experience you know trying to manage it with you know, time management and other things um, I hit. Like in the middle of college, middle towards the end. So I kind of had to like bring this crazy ass process into the middle of everything else that was already going on. But you know, you're right about the lengths because I would do the same thing. I used to make sure, especially when I started, like the one thing that happened i was like yo whatever happens in this next two years while i'm here i'm not gonna lose this like this is not going anywhere because this is called a platform everybody don't get this uh no matter how hard they try like i guess you know because of the people in our circle it might seem normal to us you have low in our circle and aging all these people who've been successful at it so it seems like platforms are just everywhere and everybody has access you know with their phones and whatnot but it's hard to get and it's still hard to keep and so Mm -hmm. when that happened in college i was like nah this this shit is staying so I would do the same thing, you know. You wait for your friend to go to the dining hall. I would uh, go into like the empty buildings at night because I lived on campus. So I would go to the empty yeah. buildings at night and then find like an open classroom and record back then. Because hey, when you have the roommates, that was the part I was scared shitless about <laughs> from coming home from coming back from the summer uh, because I hid in the summer and I was like, man, how's this gonna work when I have three or four roommates and this place is not that big? So yeah, man, just uh, you know, if you wanna if you, if you wanna make it work, you will make it work. And my my major was I get what you're saying about the. my major was not like yours like i had a computer engineering friend, so i saw the stuff that y'all were doing (laughs) so that's what's been crazy to me is that you're making this work with uh with an entire that's probably pretty rigorous i'm assuming
2: yeah and i not not that i'm flexing or anything i just i'm proud of myself that my grades aren't like all d's and c's like they're Mm -hmm. i'm saying like b minuses b's little a minus here and there you know what i'm saying (laughs) um but yeah that's honestly aside from hitting 100k that's that's honestly the one thing I'm very proud of with um, managing just being a content creator it's just like how much I've managed so much shit especially now like I still have school work but now there's locker room I still have my own channel um, yeah. I have the podcast as well I'm doing stuff with Agent and Lo so again like I- I- I'm just here to prove the point that like if you really want to do the shit you have the same 24 hours in the day that I have <clears throat> um The same seven days in the week that I have, the same amount of days in the year that I have, and this is honestly just up to you to, to you know, make the time and put in that work.
0: Yeah, no, I commend you for that because your your process is even crazier than mine was. Like when I was when I was there, I wasn't trying to expand like you are because you you've done this in college you brought the podcast and locker room and you know streaming the podcast you brought that all out while you're like you're still doing computer science and whatnot um i was starting to before i really tried to make like a second channel i kind of got into my senior year where senioritis was hitting and i realized i was graduating and I, I mean i don't know how senior year worked for you in high school but just once senioritis hits you just kind of like looking at you see the you see the light at the end of the tunnel and so it yeah. kind of allows you to relax a bit But yeah man yeah no shout out to you for being able to to, to keep up with that because yeah. it sounds at least two times more rigorous than what i had to put up with Appreciate it. um to, to no, no, Rob, the high school um good? senior
2: writers thing though just to hit on it yeah, like ahead. i got i got lazy in terms of schoolwork but the free time that i gained from being lazy yeah. on schoolwork i just spent it on youtube
0: Right, so, right 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 yeah. you yeah, know that that worked out probably perfectly for you i didn't have youtube yet so my senior writer said i was just playing 2k which i guess <laughs> you know probably helped a little bit but yeah that, that extra time i had early release so i was fucking 2k 13 up back in the day i was on yeah. heavy, heavy. <laughs> um but to wrap this up i don't know when i when i bring guest on i might just bring this this question on Uh, Frequently, Because it's uh, it's a funny one to discuss. It's totally off off the wall. But I did see it a couple of times in the last two weeks. Uh, I wanted your opinion on teams fouling when they're up by three points. Because I feel like that's kind of a a funny topic. And sometimes, uh, I've only seen it happen two times. But they happen really close together this season. And so I started to get worried. Like, damn, is this how we're going to finish the end of games from now on? Are we not going to get to see uh, we're not gonna hear Mike Breen's bangs anymore. So I, I'm just wondering what your uh, what your thoughts are on it, though. If your team is up three, you letting somebody get that shot, or are you a proponent of follow them and let's go ahead and let, heat up the buses?
2: Me personally, just you know, just being a fan of great basketball,
0: <laughs> I would
2: let the other team take the shot. You know what I'm saying? Um, just just bring that that you know intensity to the game, that suspense to the game. But if I was in their shoes. <laughs> and I'm getting paid to win games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm i going to get blasted on Twitter if I lose this game. Facts. I would personally foul them. Right. I'm going I'm to I'm just say that right now. I'd, I'd personally foul the other team, make the right basketball play since everyone, you know, wants mm-hmm. to make the right basketball
0: play. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd,
2: I'd foul. I'd foul
0: yeah I've been when I saw them really close together I was wondering like man why don't we see this more because technically like things have to go pretty wrong for that for that strategy to mess up like you had yeah. to file them and it got ambiguous as to whether he was already in the shot motion or not you know things that don't really happen a whole lot so I was like man why don't I don't we really see this I guess maybe there is an unspoken rule in the NBA like uh, you know, don't be a bitch. Just let me shoot my three. And if I hit it, I hit it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um But anyways, man, this is this has been fire. Um Thank you for coming on. I had a good time on your podcast and I had a good time having you on this one. Uh, yeah. Good luck keeping this up with uh, the next you know, two years of college. And yeah, man, this, this has been dope
2: appreciate you having me on man see you on locker bad,
0: room, bad. yeah all the links to yeah facts <laughs> um all the links to our social media and whatnot are in the comment section in the description for y'all um itunes spotify and if you don't know about locker room i i guess maybe we could throw a little small tidbit in here because i i tried to mention it on this channel once yeah locker room is basically um it's like clubhouse but for sports so i'm what on better there. Yeah, 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 and better, B-Saw's, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to throw that, I was, I was going to throw you that alley, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let him say it's better, <laughs> um, you know, but it's, it is a good time, I'm, uh, I'm in B-Saw's room sometimes, sometimes he comes in the mind, Lo just joined, he, he, was this his first, uh, first room a couple of days ago, was that his first Yeah, room? last night was his first room, he had another one right. this morning. Yeah, yeah, so Lo just hopped in, it seems like we're getting some good names on there and you can actually talk to us, and can ask us questions and we debate a bunch of different topics and uh, it's definitely fun when all of us get together, so yeah. if you are on Apple, Yeah, because it's not on Android yet. I don't know when that's going to happen. But if you have iOS, you can download that, hop in our rooms, and, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. All right, well, I will see you all on the next one. I appreciate you all for watching.
1: This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding now 40% off and Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards services and fees more at macyscom rewards. savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply